it is kind of hot tonight. It is weird that I, it's sticky and a gross, like, because it rained. Yeah, when did it rain this morning? Oh. Uh, well, I'm going to have another uh, one of these episodes where I haven't talked to anyone all day. Oh, goody. I literally haven't opened my mouth. I uh, went to the grocery store and I also went to the bodega, but at both locations, I didn't talk to the, the person people that checked me out, not even for one word. You didn't go, hello, hi, thank you. My uh, lady at the grocery store was not interested in talking to me at all, and that mm. was very clear. So I just and kept my like, headphones sweet. in. Sweet, okay. Yeah, it was great. I didn't have to interrupt my podcast listening time. And then the man at the bodega was on the phone, so oh. he didn't want to talk to me either. Hmm. Um, works for me. But that being said, now I'm trying to communicate do to, an with hour a human? with you. Uh, uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. this is the first sentence I've said. And it was a run-on, so shit. In okay. these 24 hours, so. Um. Well, I'm just excited to be recorded, not, you know, audibly drunk. Yeah. Oh, well, what a, you always what a, listen what a treat. to the episode, so you thought you sounded drunk too. Oh, oh yeah. What a treat. It wasn't in there. We go, and we're off. And we're off. Papa's <laughs> had a long day. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? Mm, I have some screenshots. Um, hold, please. Hold on. We could talk about. You don't want to talk about the Democratic debate. That's fine. Well, we need to get time any way that we can. Mm. So, well, why don't you have a look at your screenshots real quick? Yeah, let me just take a little look, looky-loo, a little looky, look, lookity-loo-loo here. Oh, this this sign. Um, where was this? Oh, it's on Bruno. Okay, so next to one of my favorite little secret Heidi, Heidi spot bars uh, in Soho has this, like, pop-up for, like, it's a startup where you can invest in percentages of paintings or and shit. So this is the sign. We'll put this on on the the uh, the Insta where it says, "Learn how to beat the market by investing in art." Yeah, and it's in this like faux gallery and like how to like sponsored by CNN, Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Yahoo. Ooh, Yahoo! Because that's that's what I think of when I think successful business. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anywho, um, and also Wall Street Journal, that's a bastion of shit. Oh, yeah, Masterworks. They used to advertise on Instagram all the time, where you could own a tenth of a percent of a Warhol. Wow, yeah, so they really are, like, getting small investors into the art game, huh? But it's dumb. I mean, it's not that dumb. A tenth of a thing? I mean, banks recommend to, like, high-value clients now that they diversify with art well yeah citibank and chase all have uh, art advisors it, it was only a matter of time till it finally trickled down to the peons and you could get and now it's a pop-up though and an app yeah i mean that's how things are done now we <sighs> talked about pop-ups last time you get the added benefit of waiting in line to get your tenth of a warhol which is apparently what everybody likes i mean no one was in this place it was yeah. very funny i was like hmm you're sandwiched in between two real shitty bars that i happen to frequent but mm-hmm. Like what? Who? What? What dumb tourist do you think is coming down here and like right outside of the Holland Tunnel going to be like, yeah, let me let me throw it on some cash. That's my my Swedish meatball impression. Early girly. Um, <laughs> sorry, Elrika. Yeah, pro um, Swedish racism on this podcast. Oh, I was oh I was across the street from the Australian bar. Which bar is that? Dudley's. Okay, Lower it's frequented by Australians or it's Australian themed. I'm Australian not owned. Oh, okay. So all the expats go there. Right, and they ha- they throw shimps on the bobby. Yeah, and do cocaine in the bathroom. 
Australian people are obsessed with doing cocaine in New York because they really? can't they can't get it easily in Australia because really? it's a South American thing yeah, that's and an big, African that's thing. It's a big they're, ocean. They're Lots far ocean. from both places, so it's more about Molly over there. They get a lot of Molly from well. Southeast Asia, but they have a hard time. So when they come to New York, they're extremely they're drunk like cocaine and extremely high on coke. Yeah. Oh boy. So that that fucking accent, but just real real loud and fast. Oh no, thank you. Hard mm-hmm. pass. Um, no, but, I don't know. I don't mind Australian people. I was friendly with a couple Australians when I worked at the new museum, mm. and they were really nice. I don't know. Just like so earnestly nice that it, it bothered suspicious. me a little bit. Yeah, It's yeah. so suspicious. They want things, and what they want apparently is cocaine. Um, <laughs> who knew? Uh, but I, I saw that the, the space uh, expanded into the former... Denny Gallery space, which was formerly the Laurel Gitlin space. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Your old haunt. Literally every place I've ever worked has closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So if you come across Will on LinkedIn, hey, steer, steer away. The angel of death is here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I shut shit down. Yeah. Um, great, cool. Welcome to Green and Lewis. <laughs> yeah, nice. Nice segue. Hitting it five minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I feel like an empty vessel right now. Like I said before, I listened to a couple podcasts today and I read Karl Marx. That's all I did all day. So, what? Yeah. You didn't do anything of, of note? You didn't do any funsies? No, no. I literally, I didn't have time to do anything today. You didn't do any funsies on your other day off? Yesterday? Yesterday. Uh... No, not really. You had really. a weekend of no funsies? Yeah, that's usually how my weekends go, which Why? is which is how I like it cuz I have to get things done when I'm not at work. And I take my studies very seriously. I mean, and I And then had, I go to my studio sometimes, but I had funsies yesterday, but we also ran errands while we were having funsies. Who is who is we? Me and uh Alex were wandering oh, around. Nice. Um tried to go to San Gennaro. Immediately regretted it. Walked one block and went. Fuck this. We gotta go. Yeah. Was it mad packed or what? Well, did it rain yesterday too? No. It was. No. It was hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I like San Gennaro for people watching. But you weren't into it. It didn't happen. Oh, it was like, it was the high line on the ground, where you just walk in a single file line. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't done this in like years. I forgot this sucks. So we like did a block and we're like, uh, do you have social anxiety right now? It's like, yep, yep, yep. Let's go. Let's scoochies yeah i went to the festival last year and i just made a beeline for like one of the uh, gross sandwich cars ah and got like a you know like a very simple like pork sandwich with peppers and onions Mm -hmm. ate it and got the fuck out i don't know why i was there by myself but that's odd yeah Hmm. that's a choice but so i think that's the way to do it though is like have your eyes on the prize and you can tolerate the single file Sheep I, wa- I wanted like one little like greasy snack because like I had like a little like lunchish thing and was like okay we're gonna have nibbles yeah we did not have nibbles um we had beers instead after yeah that's fine um but I did see shows oh yeah well. yeah you should talk to me about this because I haven't seen anything oh I saw a Ridley Howard show oh yeah Mariano yeah finally Marinara Mariano what's that gallery called Marinaro okay it's, the, it's so it's a combination of the two think so it's like french dressing it's ketchup and mayo um kind of like what those paintings are too what <laughs> never mind i'm just needlessly trashing that, someone i, was, I don't I, know <laughs> no they're beautiful i yeah, was yeah, I oh know. those I like surfaces religion. are just like fucking velvety like oh um yes he's a really good technical painter and like he's a nice combination of that like simplified figuration and like minimalist but they look like scenes from like 
a French New Wave film that doesn't exist. Yeah. Or that was black and white and then hand colored. Right. Oh, it was. Lo- it's. It was just like. Nom, 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 I, nom. I've I've been anxiously waiting for someone to try and cancel him, because he wa- he paints women, you know, scantily clad and like, without heads, you know, in the frame and like. But that's. It's all very sensitive and like I'm with it, but I just kind of can't believe, given the climate, that someone hasn't come after I, I him or painters like him. Because he's not a creeper. Yeah, I think you know, he just has enough accounts, goodwill in the community creeper, yeah. that you can get away with that. But also, like it's very blatant, like they're from porn or from movies or whatever. Like you know, they're stills from that. They're images. Just... They're not like of other people. Yeah, it's not. Um, I don't know, but they're. I don't know. It's just pretty. I was like, mm. then I saw Cindy. High Kim's, or Hey Kim's show. It's there. She does those. Remember that show at um, the the place in Bushwick where we went in the basement. Uh, not right now. No. But there was Sorry. like a charcoal wall drawing in a spotlight oh i do remember that yeah yeah okay so yeah she had the show um that was her yeah oh okay she had the show a two-parter she's like young as fuck and like has two concurrent shows up i'm like blessed she has the paintings that are like hanging in the middle of the room the airplane yeah yeah yeah. uh those were sick yeah they look good hard to you know when you've been walking around for most of the day already and you're like oh, I got to do these stairs to this gallery. Now I got to duck and do some Mission Impossible. It's a little tricky. You're just like, I just don't want to. But uh, yeah, it looked great. I mean. Th- those have like um, carvings in the stretcher or something like that. Like the stretcher. Oh, that's a, the Foxy. That's, that's the Foxy show. Time. I didn't see that oh, show. Oh, okay. I only, I'm mixing it up then. I was I was with, that. you know, when you have a non-art person, you're just like, I kind of will just keep walking, but I know you're tired and we need to have a beverage or a snack because we're getting cranky and tired. Sure. Um. So I just went to RPM. Uh-huh. Or Emily. What is it called? It's RPM. It used to be called RPM. Now it's EPR. It's that bar on the corner? Yeah, on Broom. On Broom, yeah. yeah. I think that's RPM. It's, it's called something different now, I think huh? now, mm. yeah. Okay, mm, whatever. whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, but they had air conditioning and no one was there. Because I tried to go to Eastwood, that place with the like big open windows on East Broadway or Clinton. Oh yes, I know what you're talking nice, about. Nice, it place, is a nice, really nice real place. Real chill and shit. Yeah, we went there with Hannah and a and a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've been, I've, I've taken dates. It's a good date spot when you're just like, let's. It just It seems have a more like a date spot, but it would also be a good stop along the way because. But the like Lower a Sunday at so five. Sprawling. Yeah, like a Sunday at five o'clock. You're like, okay, maybe it'll be empty. We can just get a table and some fries and have a snack and a beer. Like done. Yeah. Every table occupied, I was like, I'm not standing in this place. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We're going to go to the place that we sit. We have a sit. That's the whole point of the Midday break. beer. Yeah, yeah, you sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm going to day drink, we're not standing. We're not heathens in Williamsburg pounding like, you know, weird mixed drinks on a bar on Grand Street in the dark Yeah. at 3 p.m., which I saw yesterday. I was like, what the, f- why would you want to? It's uh, yeah. not brunch. Like, right. you're just getting shitty, and you're going to... Uh, I don't get it. I think some people are just um, doing a little hair of the dog. You know, you're oh, hungover yeah. from Friday night, you wake up around noon or one, and then you might as well just start again. No, but this was on Sunday. Well, same difference. I mean, shit. I don't know. I keep forgetting because my schedule at work recently changed that it's... Your Fridays. Yeah, I, I get yeah. really mixed up. I keep thinking Sunday is Saturday, yeah. so... It was. I was like, this is the... I don't really feel like schlepping around, but I will see these two things. So that's all you saw then? You didn't see yeah, anymore? Yeah, I no. mean, now the the Lower East Side, I was like, well, I could walk to Houston or I could walk all the way to fucking South Street Seaport at this right. goddamn point. it goes point. really like, far now, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't even know. I was, I was like, oh, that's where Madison Street is. 
didn't know where it was. Right. Found it eventually and was like, oh, shit. That's where those places are. Oh, Got it. you know, I don't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast or not, but, oh, I guess it was a little too late. But my buddy Kyle's show just came down. I wish you would have seen that because we could have talked about it. Kyle Breitenbach. I don't know where that was. Um, at Shrine. I don't it's, know where that uh, is. You know Sergeant's Daughters? Was old something and something? Uh, Well, I don't know. I think both of these places recently moved because they're in the same space together. And Shrine is oh. in the front and Sergeant's Daughters is in the back. Um, I think it used to be Kansas or something like that, I want to say. Oh, it's the old Kansas Maybe. Space? Tiny, I don't know. Though. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I'm, I'm mixed up, but... Hmm. It's down on the Lower East Side. That was a good show. No, I did not see that. Because uh, I've been lazy. Officially fall. Yeah. Things are up. I feel no compulsion to see most of it. Is that bad? Yeah, I'm not excited about anything going on in art right now. Well, you're not excited about all. anything. but That's true. Especially art related. I just feel like, who cares, man? <sighs> I, I really feel like this is the first season I've ever experienced where I legit just... I look at the menu and I go, nope. I don't even want to be at this truck stop. <laughs> it's just a it's just a Popeyes. And yeah, you have a new chicken sandwich, but this is a who reaching cares? metaphor for the ages. <laughs> We're just pulling the, you know, the pop cultural Somebody just drove in. me here and now I can't leave. I'm surrounded by lot lizards. Lot lizard. Geckos? Uh no, lot lizards are um well Methy oh. white women Ugh. that creep around truck stops and oh, trying to give handies. Yeah, ew. Yeah, this is real. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I used to smoke black and milds at a Wendy's that was at a truck stop because it was cool to smoke in the Wendy's. Um, There's a series of nouns in that sentence, <laughs> and a, 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 you know, adjectives or not adjectives, verbs. And uh, as Ooh. you know. I grew up in the suburbs, but right on the edge of the country. And this particular truck stop was right off I-80, <sighs> right where it got real country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was the type of place where there was a pilot with showers and stuff. So it was like a real hub for like the truckers. Like an actual truck stop. Yeah. yeah. And there was lot lizards. Oh, yeah. You know, like... gravelly voices. Hey, sweetie, how's yeah. it going? You got a light? Skinny fat. Like the epitome of skinny fat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where, it's like, why are you hippie? Yes. Well, you're not hippie, but you are... Um, Soft. love handily. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, hippie, yeah. like, it's, it's a little spillage. There's some muffin. Well, the hips are narrow. The muffin is wide. Oh, that's also during that time where all jeans were low-rise jeans. That's also true. It didn't help, yeah. Which, I look back Flip-flops and I'm like... Flip-flops with platforms. Things like this. Ooh, that was a look. Yeah. I, ooh. I been seeing a lot of the things that i used to scoff at as a youth come back and i'm very like fashiony people are trying to like make fetch happen and i'm like put your square toed fucking shoes away oh your no stone- you're seeing square toed shoes for men and women no that sucks and i'm like no you can't do that and like weird acid wash jeans that aren't but they're like that medium get like the gap is back mm-hmm. but not like the shitty gap that exists now like the gap from the late 90s early aughts and right. like put the boot cuts down put them down take them put them down yeah i've seen a little bit of boot cut lately cowboy boots Ooh. are coming but i was like everybody needs to cool their jets it's gonna be a really weird moment for um people in northeast ohio when suddenly they're back in fashion 
But see, I guess they won't know that they were ever out of it because they just never changed. I mean, like when I go to a wedding with my family, they're all still rocking square toed shoes. And they look at me like I'm a fucking faggy fancy boy because my shoes come to a point. And I don't even wear like fancy Italian ones that make you look like Pagliacci or whatever. They're just normal. What the fuck shoes do you think? You know what I'm talking about. Like a few few years ago, especially if you went to like uh, a Chelsea gallery opening, all the all the... All the men would be wearing painted on jeans with shoes so goddamn pointy um, you could lose an eye. Well, that was a very like Saint Laurent look where it was like, let me look expensive by just tight. Yeah. And then just shoes just looked pointier because it was just like you got some two, you know, two pencils and then like fucking clown feet attached to it. And you're like, okay, well. It's also very, it's a very Italian thing to do to have very long toe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Italian shoes with a really long pointy toe. Looks like shit though. Even that looks like shit. I'm an American. I like a nice slope yeah. around my toe. Sure. Um, what, what other fashion trends have you noticed that are coming back from the early aughts? Ooh. Oh. Well, you know what Yesterday I've Yesterday was bad. I was like, shit. I don't know. Um, you remember the Osiris D3? The puffiest and most yeah. technical of that's all that's been done that's shoes. already that's waning it's waning Did that's waning already yeah. no yeah. i think it's coming back because I, th- I think it was asap rocky or somebody released a signature shoe i forget by what brand and it was literally identical to the d3 yeah that's it what, was the same shoe this is the problem where you get too close to the thing that's not high fashion where you're just like oh the high fashion was ripping off this particular thing then everyone's like oh never mind too close right so the chunky this. technical shoe is going away as a high fashion gesture. Yeah, the thing that looks like, you know, you have like your shoes have cancer. Yeah, it looks like there's tumors. 12 or so tumors on every side of the shoe. Yeah. There's more tumors than there are sides. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's done. Like weird lace configurations. Weird fucked up co- it's all bad. It's all very bad, but it's all going away. Mhm. Um, but it's the cowboy boots and the yeah, like the country aesthetic. Remember that iconic picture of Justin Timberlake and uh, denim on de- with denim, the denim on denim on denim. Yeah. yeah, I mean rhinestones are not. I mean sequins in the daytime is still a sin, but which I did see today, and I went, sweetie, put it away. I feel like sequins was a real 2007 thing. Remember that apocalyptic moment in 2007 when there was like shutter shades and sequins and day glow, like Kanye <sighs> West from that era. Everything was all was over magenta. everybody like rancid butter. Yeah. Oh, that's also back. Magenta? The, no, the the sickly yellow, the like highlighter yellow was a summer thing. Also like shitloads of chiffon. It's, I don't know. Zara done fucked everything up. Uh-huh. I don't know. The kids wear crazy shit these days and I truly don't even get it anymore. Also, no one wants to wash. The amount of BO on the train today was only at Essex. Mm-hmm. Nope, just sound cues for... Oh, should I break out my soundboard? Did you download a soundboard? Yes! I showed you this. Oh, I don't remember you showing me this. Mm. This was about... Mm, one of the Spike Seltzer... One case of Spike <laughs> Seltzer, Steve. And I was like, look at my soundboard! Mm. I'm talking too much. No, I'm letting you talk a lot because I don't have a lot to say. <sighs> it's better for me to be reactive. I don't have any thoughts right now. Oh, Lord. This is a lot of weight to burden. Burden to weight. How's the phrase? Something, a lot to, of car- something to carry? 
burden to carry. Something yellow, something found, something blue. What? The wedding thing? What are you talking about? No. Like, it's a heavy burden. It's a heavy load to... Oh, okay, yeah. You're like... um. Your atlas. You have the weight of the world on your shoulders, right? That's now. the one. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this like an Ayn Rand thing? Yes. Dear world. Will's I'm coming I'm out Randy. as a libertarian. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Homo libertarian as a new identity. That exists. Is that it, is that a oh, thing? That fully I've never exists. looked into that. I can't believe I haven't. That would be a funny subculture. I bet. I mean, would I love nothing more than to where have what? say did i want to go to south dakota which well you kept saying you wanted to go to idaho and i was trying to talk you out of it because of its white supremacism yeah i don't want to go i think wyoming is maybe a better bet for you although it's a little expensive now that's where kanye had like a lot of celebrities are getting these huge ranches in wyoming because it's a very depopulated state so you can be on a lot of land and be alone but the land value is actually really high huh yeah i learned recently that um for a time apartments in like north dakota uh, and a lot of those states in the middle there were really, really expensive because people work on oil rigs around oh, there. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have, like, all these young men making, like, $200,000 a year, and it's, like, suddenly $3,500 for a studio apartment in Sioux Falls or whatever. Yeah. Oh. They better be nice. So you might want to, yeah, you might want to rethink your um, fantasy of moving to so the like West. New Hampshire, Vermont, the, like, 69 states? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Vermont's a little bit too crunchy for you. Yeah, You wouldn't be able to tolerate all the hippies. I think New Hampshire might work for you. What's Live in... free or die, it's, you know. What the fuck is in New Hampshire, though? Uh, Nothing. Y- you know, East Coast libertarians. Uh, pass. And mountains. Mm. Um, they used to have that rock that was shaped like a face. It's on their they quarter. They don't have it anymore? No, it fell down in, like, 2003 Ooh. or something. Yeah. Hmm. The old man of the mountain. R. Oh I. yeah, yeah, that is on the. Oh, mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't uh, New go Hampshire has a conservative evangelical university called Ooh. Liberty University. I think. Oh, I've heard one of my former coworkers. I think used that's to work there. there. Maybe it's in Virginia. I don't. I know. think it's south. Uh huh. It's yeah. probably in the south. Jerry Falwell's university. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Had a homosexual former coworker who went to Liberty, and I was like, "Huh? Whoa, really? The fuck? You Ow. can't be out at Liberty, though. I don't know." Oh, wow. You're not even allowed to drink there. Did you know that? You can get expelled for drinking at Liberty University. How do they do college then? Yeah, you just, no, you have to pray and... Smoke pot? No, I don't think you can do that either. How the... You're not even allowed to, like, cohabitate or be in the same room as other genders. But if they're so... Like, there's no such thing as mixed dances. If they're so evangelical, though, how do they think they're going to have, like, you know, you know, spread the seed and Well, that's for for after college. I guess you're allowed to fuck after college. That's the rule. <sighs> they're all fucking anyway, and they're all getting drunk anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, J- Jerry Falwell Jr., the guy that runs it now, he he was <laughs> photographed with his son at a rave in Miami. Excuse? Where they're both clearly rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like photographic evidence of this. I can Please show it to you later. You. Yeah, yeah. Who would do that with their parents, though? Like, you want to do some Molly, son? Yeah! Oh, that's what's so weird about it. I mean, when those photos got, got released, it wasn't as if anyone was even trying to out them. It was just that at these big raves, there's always photographers, you know? And so this photographer just, like, realized by playing Where's Waldo that he had these pictures. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I guess this should be, like, a thing. So this is a thing. And then, they, yeah, they got all defensive about it and tried to scrub them off the internet because it's a big problem for them. Like, if you're not even allowed to dance with a woman and then you're being gay with your dad at a rave, (laughs) you're you're in big trouble. I don't know if that's... 
you know, being gay at a rave with your dad if you're just rolling. Well, I think, look, it's, it, I'm not saying that in, in a disparaging way. I just think raves are inherently gay. What? Yeah. No. I mean, being on ecstasy and, like, dancing. That's very straight. I don't think Every, so. People are just feeling on each other. No one's on ketamine. Yeah, there's definitely people on ketamine. What are you talking about? Well. Yeah. The gays like the K. The gays like the K and the meth. Isn't <laughs> that right? We've talked about this before. Yeah. This is old territory. We don't have to get into it again. We got to be careful. That guy just got canceled for saying racist things on his podcast about Asians. <gasps> oh. Did you hear? Did, yeah, did because Bo and Yang is, is on the thing. And then this guy like did some very bad things. Said some very terrible shit about Andrew Yang, who then uh, yeah, forgave the him. And part. I'm like, okay, first of all, you don't wear a tie. Second of all, you wear the pin on the wrong side. Third of all, <laughs> you forgive this like white no-neck turtle man as well because you're like solidarity no-neck man. Dude, no. I love that all of your um your main problems with Andrew Yang, and this is not the first time that it's come up, are all sartorial choices <sighs> having Put to do with his accessories. Put a fucking tie on. <laughs> also, a lapel pin goes through the notch on your lapel. Also, the allegedly the American flag is supposed to be over your heart, you know, like you're doing the pledge. Oh, right. I think For the that's troops. I think that's bullshit. It's mostly just you don't poke a hole in a lapel, you dumb motherfucker. Also, giving a thousand Yang bucks to ten people to test out your theory kind of is illegal. It is. It might violate campaign finance laws. Oh, because it's probably not his personal money. It's probably his campaign money, and Who you knows? can't just like give that to strangers. You also can't give someone as a test, and then because it's kind of like a bribe. Like if I give you this, like maybe you'll vote for me, right? Yeah. It well, it did feel even during the debates when that happened. Like it very much felt like a bribe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he's got a thousand Yang bucks for me. I can be swayed. I don't know how to vote, though, so good luck, buddy. Yeah. I will take your money, though. Yep. And uh, you'll attempt to mail in your vote, but it may or may not happen. It might not get it there. It might get there a little know. bit late. <sighs> might be in abstention. <laughs> I might not vote for you. I mean, there's a lot of things that yeah. are going to probably happen, but I will take your money. Thank you. Yeah. Um, But, yo, no, that guy got canceled because he was like, I'm just trying to push the boundaries, man. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that guy, whatever. It's true. Like, are they really going to... One of the things that I saw uh, online today was that people were posting all these old comedy bang-bang bits of Thomas Middleditch and Kumail Nanjiani basically doing, like, Chinese voice. Oh. And they're, like, part of the woke crew of comedians that's also trying to take down this guy. And people are pointing out that, like, you guys, if you go back in any comedian's history, they've all done the Chinese voice. I've done the Chinese voice, but I'm smart enough to cut it out of our podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, edit that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really don't think what's going on is such a big deal. I think the interaction with Andrew Yang made it all worth it, though. Ugh. But everyone needs to get over it. And I think this might be like a defining moment uh, where the woke stuff kind of gets set aside. Because even Andrew Yang, apparently he's the king of this problem, said that the guy shouldn't get canceled for it and shouldn't get fired for it. And it's true, he shouldn't. I think it's also just like people probably were like, oh, let's look into these people. And it was like, actually not funny. Like, and you can't be like kind of actually not funny before you even start. Well, yeah. you're supposed to be funny and people are already like against you. They're like, no. Well, that guy has a this. successful podcast and stuff that I've listened to. It's good. Like, it's not that every single bit is going to be funny, though. Again, like you could go back in anybody's history mm. and find something problematic that they said or did, especially a comedian, mm. because you are going to be if you're any good at all, you're going to be along like problematic lines all the time hmm. you know there this is there's an there's an old comedy bang bang bit where <laughs> nick kroll says the n-word 
repeatedly a million times and i'm just waiting for somebody to dig that up and be like let's cancel nick kroll but that would never happen but nick kroll should be canceled anyway because he's a rich fail son well whatever but he's funny is i he? don't yeah i think nick kroll's funny kroll show is amazing he's smarmy yeah i mean his, his but he also leans into the smarminess and i'm like ugh. and i think he pulls it off like in a way that michael ian black doesn't Michael William Black is just straight up not funny at all. He's just charmless. Yeah. Oh, this is a conversation I had yesterday that's kind of an interesting. You know the idea of like, oh, you know, they make some mistakes, but they're nice. Like that's a defense of like, oh, they're nice, but they like, you know, they fuck, they made a mistake or whatever. Like, oh, but they're so nice. It's like, no, they're just a charming asshole. That doesn't make someone nice. If you have to clean up someone's mess or like, there's blowback for some, like, doesn't mean that like in general they're nice. They're just working you. Because they have like high emotional intelligence and can kind of like work you, but it doesn't mean that they're like actually nice because they're like ditching you with like extra work or like sure. subtly undermining you in some way. Like you know, like being nice is bullshit. Well, I think that's why people hate Midwesterners a lot of the time is because our entire culture is predicated on this form of niceness oh, bullshit, when really yeah. there's a lot of like resentment and anger seething oh, under the yeah. surface. Oh. And in general, I think it's better like. You know, it's not that you have to be an out-and-out asshole on a personal level, but, like, every human being is fallible. If you run into somebody that's, like, rarely or never really making mistakes and is always constantly nice, yeah, you should be very suspicious of that person. Because that means someone's covering up for their little spills. Well, and it means they're covering up all the time. Yeah. It's it's like Christian Bale in American Psycho. Like, it's like you're going to peel off their face and they're not really there. Maybe well moisturized, but not really there. Yeah, yes, exactly. I yeah, I I was like, I just was like preach. Like I was like, I think I know where this conversation's gonna go because like, how did that come up? Was it like a gripe with somebody at work? Oh uh, yeah, we were problem? just like okay. ch- talking about the idea of the word nice. Like just like, you know, getting frustrated with people. Oh, they're so nice. It's like, you know, we had this kind of conversation about in the cab ride about like, yeah, oh, so and so, so nice. Bullshit. No, you don't know. You're getting worked. Fuck you. Or, well, there's a way to be, I don't know, there's there's a way to be actually nice, which I think presents itself most of the time as neutral and just kind of honest. Yeah. And then there's a way to be nice that's trying too hard. And well, certain people benefit from that, and then other people really transparently don't see that niceness. Yeah. It's kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, about. yeah. yeah. But it's like, you can just be kind of an asshole, but you can be genuine. And I'm like, you know what? I actually prefer that. Me too. It's kind of the way that I live my life. I will be an asshole, but I'm not going to bullshit you. Right. No smoke up asses here yeah, unless yeah. you ask nicely. I mean, fine, but no. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a big difference between being nice and being polite too. Like I firmly yeah. I firmly believe in politeness. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that social lubricant in every situation, like it's, the onus should always be on you in any social situation to like make it go pretty smoothly. Well, I yeah. mean, if somebody crosses some sort of line, like I don't even know what that necessarily means. No, but it could be they say something problematic. It could be that like they insult your friend or insult you, whatever, whatever it is, you should do something. But like in general, if you're just having like a sort of bullshitty conversation at an opening, you should try to make it go smoothly. You should try to do a little bit more of the work than everybody else. Like, And if everybody's doing that, that usually leads to a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are only willing to put in work if it's like going to benefit them yeah. in some way. Which is underhanded and sneaky. That's yeah. not nice. Right. That's, I'm trying to charm you until I realize I can't get anything out of you. Yeah. And then you just move on. And then, oh, you moved on. Oh, interesting. So interesting. Well, more and more, I just don't want to be in conversations like that. 
that's when I'll just exit. And that's another version of politeness. Like, well, maybe not politeness, but assholery is kind of like, all right, I see where this is going, and you're kind of not worth my time. I'm going to go. Oh, I just brush it off. I'm like, oh, actually, no. Mm, I have to go inside. Like, or I I have to go check in on the. I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, good to see. I got to go. Like, just shut it down before it even starts. I'm like, I'm not, I am not. Yeah. I always wish I was the type of person that would toy with people like that a little bit more. Like, Mm. lead them down the primrose path of their own grandiosity and then kind of pull the rug out from under them or something. I mean, what are we doing right now? I mean, shit. I mean, yeah, we're just, we're just anonymously shit talking like specific people. I mean, (laughs) but no, I mean, I think that's also a lot of emotional and like, you know, that's where I was going to emotional labor that I am. I'm tapped out on that front at all times. I got nothing left to give. So if you think that I'm going to like do a little cat and mouse just for my entertainment, like I have to be in a certain mood. I have to be a little amped up and then I will do that all goddamn day. Right. But most of the time I'm like, "Mm, that's it. You know what? That's effort. Now I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a good time, man. Right. This is my McConaughey. It's real (laughs) bad. Um, All right. All right. All right. I keep getting Murph. old. <laughs> I was going to do the other one. Okay. I got murfed. Okay. What's that thing that the gamers call murking? Mur- yeah, you get murked. That means you get killed. Yeah. We're just going to have murfing. <laughs> you see someone someone in public and you're just like, murf! Uh, yeah. Well, I, li- I like the... I like the idea of a game where as soon as Matthew McConaughey comes up, how many seconds does it take to get to murf? And trying to shorten that window. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Anytime someone mentions McConaughey, it's inevitable that someone's going to say Murph. At some I usually point. do it like as soon as possible. Yeah. Because that's just a good time. People are like, you know, I love the McConaissance. And then you just go. Hmm. What's going on with the McConaissance? Are we. Is that over now? I don't know. Probably. I'm all about the Ted dance Oh, Jesus Christ. Is that really a thing? No. Okay. I just want it to be. Ted dance I just I want that to be real. I mean, you know, he had he did have a a resurgence recently. I mean, the Good Place and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, he did blackface when he was married to Whoopi. The roast of Whoopi Goldberg when he was with her. Yeah, Yeah. and she made jokes about watermelon and shit. Talking talking about canceling people. Where's that? Someone find that video. That was also twenty years ago and. He allegedly got, you know, the okay because Whoopi was like, no, he can do it. I'm like, okay. Appa- uh, you know, anecdotally, Ooh. she was the only person in the room that was like howling and laughing while everyone else was feeling really awkward about it. I mean, good for her. I mean, she's also crazy now, so. Yeah. Mm. Guinan, R.I.P. Who? She played Guinan on Star Trek The Next Generation, the bartender that gave Captain Picard sage advice from time to time. Mm. In the... That one post was that Salon ninety four. She had the blue hair. Uh, never mind. Uh, no, she didn't have blue hair. Out. She had like braids. Oh. And like a weird hat. Oh like yeah, a weird like a hat, like hat. an Egypt hat. Sort of like an Egypt hat. Oh. Yeah. Maybe like she's a, a hotep. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Well, I am not ready to go down that one. Um, <laughs> okay. That's that's a minefield. Oh I'm man. Good. Um. Did you know that all the pharaohs were black? Well, they were, you know, in Africa. Yeah, but Egyptians aren't black. You know that. They're like tan. They're tan. They're tan. I'll give you that. They might even be a, a deep tan. Well, they were also racist against the Nubians. Right. There was a lot of, oh, it was, there was some slaughter on the southern border. Mm-hmm. Oh, oopsies. In the Sudan. Yeah. Right? 
That's the. That's I the think country. that would have been Nubia. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think that's the country that's, to the south, right? That, that is yeah. one of them. Yeah. Geography. Um, mm-hmm. Killing it. Well, as a as a youth, I was obsessed with Egyptian myth and lore. Okay, I'm glad it went that direction and not the Sudanese direction. No, I was going to say I didn't no. need that slice of your life, Fuck like no. youthful will being obsessed with like <laughs> with black su- culture in the Sudan. Sudan. <laughs> Honestly, that would have tracked. Um, no, but. No, Egyptian you love shit. I love that shit. Yeah. yeah, I would like you know ask to go like when we'd go on the one family vacation. I'm like, we need to go to the museum so I can look at the old stuff. And they're like, the fuck, what? I'm like, yeah. Did you know about all the different periods and stuff? Yeah. Like, I-, I feel like at one time I knew about. I could have like I could sort of figure out hieroglyphics. I could kind no of no way read, really. Like, uh, you know the the cartouches. Oh, that's pretty cool. Do you remember a few years ago when I was going through that phase where I was trying to learn to speak Vulcan? No. Okay, I might have kept that private. Yeah, I think you did not but tell anyone. I, yeah, I was uh, there. It was back when Tumblr was a much bigger thing, and there was all these um, Tumblr like pages of like the seven Vulcan speakers on Earth that would like had this little community, and I would get of in. seven people. Yeah, because you know a lot of people speak Klingon. Like as far as Star Trek nerds go, there's there's hundreds of Klingon speakers, but there's only like a few dozen speakers of Vulcan. Um, also, the Vulcan written language looks really cool. It's sort of Lord of the Ringsy. It's really swoopy, like Chinese looking, swoopy Chinese. Oh, that's just called Arabic writing. But yeah, yeah, okay. I guess like Arabic writing, swoopy Chinese. It's a kind of like the the Zelda yes. hieroglyphs, yeah. where it's yeah, like yeah. 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 Um, but so anyways, I thought it was really cool and I liked it and I would reach out to these Tumblrinas and like try to, you know, learn to speak a little bit of Vulcan, but I don't remember any of it. Good. Watch YouTube videos and stuff. Ooh. Mm. Sounds like a troubled time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, w- it, it was the, it was the dark days. Uh, it was like right at the end of grad school and then like, it was right after I broke my back. Maybe it had something to do with that. Oh, so the medication. I, yeah, I didn't take my medication. Oh, mm. That got That's sold to someone anyway. Um, <laughs> whew, well, yeah, well, I've never really been into the Egyptian stuff. Even still, when I go to the Met, uh, it's like my least favorite area. I'd have to say. Oh well, that's just because claustrophobia. Well, and just it's it's all just made out of sandstone, so it's ugly. No, there's some really beautifully painted tiles, and you know those waxy, you know those the first encaustics are there. You know, yeah, that's true. I like those like encaustics, a, but those are like way later. That's like AD 100. Yeah, but those are you know the first ones. Yeah, which is cool, but I don't count those as Egyptian, really. I mean, they were made in Egypt, but I'm talking like, it was the you know, stylistically kingdom, yeah. ancient Egypt didn't change that much from regime to regime, mm. which historically is interesting to me. I like thinking in terms of, uh, you know, time didn't really mean the same like speed that we're used to. No, so the was, idea you could be the same for thousands of years. It was like millennia, yeah. yeah. It was only in the head, the head thingies. Yeah, the Guinan hats. The Guinan hats. Sure. Th- there was the one that looked like a, you know, a blown up condom. And then the one, <laughs> and then there was the pointy one. Sorry, that was a sneeze. I listened to a podcast yesterday where there's so much burping and I wanted to like throw my phone on the ground. Was it Doughboys or something like that? No, they, they, don't, they don't do that. No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. People complain a lot about mouth sounds on podcasts, but I'm not susceptible to that. It doesn't bother me when people eat on mic or, or belch or whatever I'm, it's okay it's kind of gross um like i don't I, once is funny three times is like can you just stop and like muffle or editor please you know um right. 
No, but I'm only thinking of this because there was like a meme floating around that it was like, if you're if you're obsessed with ancient Egypt as a child, you're definitely gay. Now I was like, well, that tracks. Survey one of one, hundred <laughs> percent correct here on this day. So, uh, oh yeah, right. yeah. I was more of a uh, medieval uh, Britain. You, you're a castle boy type of guy. I loved castles. Yeah, I had all the Lego castles. I had those um, amazing cutaway books. What? Where it would be like a picture of a castle, and then like one of the walls would be removed, and you could see every room, and there was little descriptions of what was going on in there, and like what object would have been in every room in the castle. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know. That that was a popular thing in the '90s in my youth. They had them for all sorts of stuff. I mean, they had Star Wars ones where it'd be like a cutaway of the Millennium Falcon. You could see what every little room was. Cutaway, like you could like peel it like a pop-up no no just the image itself was from one side of whatever vehicle or location and then that side of it would be removed so that you could see all the interior god and you could see all the technical stuff like as far as like tubes and pipes going to different places and they would all have little things and you could also see little figures in there like doing different things i remember one in the castle book i loved because it was um a picture of the toilet on top of one of the towers and there was a little man shitting and a little piece of shit falling what <laughs> and it t- told you like latrine <laughs> it was awesome i'm gonna find that uh, you picture should, for instagram you should actually find that i feel like that would be a good mine you know an image mine for you yeah 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 that's true it would be you know i still have one of them kicking around here somewhere a star wars one but the castle one was the was the, legit. the funny one yeah mm-hmm. yeah i liked war stuff that was why I didn't. I don't think you really learn about like Egyptian warfare. Otherwise, I might have been into it. But I because I liked catapults they and I liked wars. weapons. They and had shit. some more again with the you know with the lower portion, the lower kingdom. Hi, I don't know because you know the the Nile runs the wrong way. Yeah, I thought there was an upper kingdom and a lower. Yeah, kingdom, I don't remember which one was separate for a long yeah. time, and then it was a big deal because they became unified. That's and when that was the like, two hats come together. Right. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Weird. No, I think, like, every child has that, like, do you remember the mysterious files of Mrs. Basil, whatever the fuck, where the two kids spend the night in the Met, or they start living yes, at the Met? Yes, yes, okay, yeah, I do. And that was a thing where everyone was like, I love the, like, all kids were like, fuck yeah, I love Armor Court, cool. Yeah, definitely. Which, like, you know, the Met's Armor Court is cool. Yeah, I mean, the Cleveland Museum of Arts was cool, too. That kind of cooler. That was my favorite place to go when I was a kid in there. Because it looks like a castle in there. Yeah. They got the they got the tapestries, but they got all the guns and stuff. Like, see, that's what I liked. I just liked the weapons. I was obsessed with weaponry. I always liked the sword display, where it's like a fan yeah, of swords. That looked cool as shit. Which you know, as a small child, I was obsessed with swords. Thank you, He Man. Um, mm-hmm. And then Zelda, I was like, I love swords. Man, this combination of Zelda, He Man, and ancient Egypt—it's all coming together. And now I play swords in a different way. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this is. Yeah, you just put a thing, a bunch of shit in a blender, and uh, I will literally just pop out. Oh, yeah. A bit of this, a little bit of that, and yeah. And then you put it into a Vitamix, and you get a very soupy brain. Which is my current state right now, yes, absolutely, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I played with the He-Man castle at my grandma's house a lot, but I didn't know it was the He-Man castle. You didn't know it was Castle Grayskull? Because she just bought it for like a dollar at Mm -hmm. a garage sale, and I just thought it was like a cool thing. I had no idea what it was. I mean, they were all like hand airbrushed. Really? Yeah, they were sick. Wow. They were very, like, yeah. It was it was a time. It was part of the, the joy of growing up, like, going to weird, like, antique places, but it was all trash. That So there would be, like, three antiques and then just a bunch of shit. But we would go and look, 
for the He-Man toys. So as a little kid, I would I was a scourer. Yeah, for sure. I know what you're talking about. Like little antique shops would always have like slightly vintage toys because in the '90s, things from the '70s and '80s were not that old. Well, it wasn't even that old. This was like '92 or right. something, and that was from '85, '86. Yep. So I'd be like, let me go dumpster diving. I was like, whatever, it costs a dollar, sure. This is great for me. Yeah. No, I mean, growing up in Ohio uh, and being into like vintage Star Wars, in my case, was really good pre-internet because you could still find that stuff at garage sales and at little stores like that, and it wasn't marked up at all. Nobody knew what they had. Like, I built most of the collection that I have like from doing that. I very Mm. rarely bought things like at market cost. It kind of, it didn't, took the fun out of it. It wasn't yeah. fun to like go on eBay when eBay came around and be like, okay, I guess I'll pay $35 for the one that I actually want. Like, Yeah, no. There's um, no thrill of the hunt. I, I, When I was a really young child, I had an email correspondence with one of the guys that worked at Big Fun. You had an email correspondence as a young child. Let's break this down. I did, yes. I was, dude, I was on the early internet tip. Like, one of these days we'll have to get into my Pokemon website days and all oh, of that. I was, I was a cyber kid for we, sure we all know we all know about the pokemon the most famous well, pokemon i haven't page in all i the haven't land. told it on here yet but we'll, uh. <laughs> that's that's a tale for another time mm-hmm. but um but yeah so for the listener big fun is a vintage toy store that was a big deal in ohio and it's closed and it's not oh no no wait hold on go ahead i think they may have reopened a version of it uh-huh or they sold the name i'm not sure Either way, it's way past its prime. I mean, you know, when it moved out of its tiny location into the one across the street, and it was expanded. Over, yeah. That was the end of it, anyway. But, um, you know, it was it was this toy store that was actually legitimately really cool. Mm-hmm. It just had lots of cool trinkets. It was a tiny shop that was just jam packed, like the walls, the ceiling, everything was covered, and it was the only place in town to get information on obscure Things, toys yeah. like this. So I had an email correspondence with. <laughs> In my memory, he was like 50, but I'm sure he was like a 25-year-old guy who I would reach out to every once in a while because I would find a figure at a garage sale or something. And, and I don't even like, remember hey, the guy's name, yeah. but I'd be like, hey, so-and-so, like, I need the gun because he didn't come with the gun at the garage sale. Like, do you have that at Big Fun? And the guy would often just send me them for free. Oh. It was really fun. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah, he was really that's nice. That's very nice. Because they had all sorts of stuff like that, you know? They had little piddly crap. People would come in and just dump a bunch of their crap, and then they would sort it all out. And if they didn't need it for another figure why not give it to a kid for free that's nice it was really nice yeah so you didn't so like yeah a lot of those those guys up there like i don't remember which particular ones but their parts came from other places so this is not the person that you catfished uh as mr potato head uh no that was an anonymous stranger that's also a really good story for that we don't have time for right now but that was a little later in my internet days when i was um already embittered and emboldened by time 12 years old that was well into my 20s when i catfished that guy not well into my 20s but in my 20s oh jesus christ okay yeah i mean you don't look i hadn't watched enough pornography when i was having like my pokemon website and my star wars correspondence to like Mm -hmm. really really get into any trouble but later on you better believe um i'd seen enough depravity oh boy to get someone to jerk off to a fantasy of mr potato head (laughs) For my own amusement. This is why Toy Story can't look at that the same. (laughs) They have so many holes for where the eye sockets go. Yeah, there's lots of weird sort of semi-sexual jokes about Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story. Because things go up his butt. Oh, because he's got the little flap. Yeah. Oh. 
That that's in there for the adults. I think half of Pixar movies are like, how do we fucking freeze this so the children don't know, but the adults who have to watch these get a giggle. Oh yeah, no duh, man. Of course. That's that's actually very smart. I mean, that's very smart movie making. Well, and then you know they're also smart now because all of these latter day Pixar movies are for people that watched them as kids oh, yeah. to now watch with like, their Hi, kids. So nostalgia they're like trips. super emotionally effective for adults. Coco and Inside Out and Toy Story Three. And oh, like. Coco, weeping. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I'm never in the mood to cry. Crying has to catch me by surprise. I don't want to do it on purpose. I mean, but when you watch a Pixar, you're like, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to affect me. And then you're like, it's happening. Uh. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm but, wait- you, but you kind of know you're getting cons. So you're like, this isn't real. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you should have brought that up on the episode where we talked about crying at things. I forgot all about Coco. I would have used that against you. I knew that. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. But also, that's not real. Again, I knew I was being conned. It still counts, man. You were no. weeping at a movie, and you're trying to claim that it doesn't. Yeah, because I somehow. let it work on me, and I was like, just no, you didn't. Because you never, you don't let things work on you. When you watch, you a, never would have submitted. If to you that watch a Pixar, you just know it's going to work on you. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like I've never seen Up because I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm good on that. It's only the first ten minutes of Up that are any good at all which you can watch effective. on the internet and yeah. it's over yeah yeah mm-hmm. i've never seen up either but i've seen that first 10 minutes um in little short clips mm-hmm. or in memes enough to ne- like grok it and yeah go okay all right yeah anyway i don't, I don't need this in my life <laughs> <laughs> oh what where, where do we want to go on this journey of nostalgia and no, I don't know. We can and talk about bitching. we can talk about something else. I have no. I, I really got nothing. Yeah, me neither. But so we... I got th- I had that lovely snippet. Of, hold on, let's go to the screenshots. Let's see. Mm, while while we're doing screenshots, we'll just just do this <laughs> while we're. Oh fuck! It doesn't do multiple things. I can't have yeah, Benny Hill can, playing. Yeah, you can't while have I Benny Hill through. and the and that. Oh damn it! I want Benny Hill to play while that's happening. Um. Oh, have you? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Have you ever seen these Instagram Instagrams of like it's it's uh, basically it's cheap old houses? Like they're in no, I haven't seen this. They're entire accounts for cheap yeah, old it's, houses. It's like you can go buy a house for like ten thousand dollars in Ohio. Somewhere. Right, much like like the vintage uh, clothing Instagrams yeah, we've discussed, of, yeah. but it's for yeah. real estate, old yeah. real estate. Yeah, I'm like this is where my like you know again my gay libertarian fantasies come I'm like i could go i could go fix that house yeah yeah i fully can't but i would definitely be like can i have a ten thousand dollar house well i feel like that's a rite of passage for um maturing gay men i mean that's what gentrification is is first the gays come mm-hmm. and they start to fix things up and then the artists come and they bring all the hipsters and yeah. then it's all ruined from there but it's always the gays that start it <sighs> It's true. That's just the cycle. That's just nature's way. <laughs> that's that's the natural <laughs> order of things. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, maybe not anymore. I mean, I, I would I would suppose that that comes from an era when gay people were ostracized in society, yeah. so they had no choice but to leave their preferred neighborhood to, for somewhere yeah. more destitute. Maybe they don't do that anymore. But I'm not making that up. This isn't homophobia on my part. I've heard this other places. I mean, that that was historically how that you know would go. No, they're like kind of in the middle of nowhere, so they're not really gentrifying shit. Yeah, it, you're gentrifying the suburbs, right? Which I, which actually is a thing now. Yeah, I think that's going to start to happen. It, it is already happening. Yeah, I mean, there's a minor scene in like Detroit, 
you know, that's been well documented. Very artists yeah. and other people like trying to make fetch happen over there. Nope. Um, not, gonna, not gonna work. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've talked to you about this off mic before of having similar fantasies of like, well, uh, one of these days, like real estate values in New York are going to be such that like, you know, bohemian types, artists, no, gay yeah. people, whatever, like are just straight up not going to be able to live here. And what will be the point? I mean, without, in our case, like small and mid-tier galleries, but you could extend that to any industry. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I really do think people are going to sort of have to return to more suburban or like smaller town situations where it's affordable to live. Yeah. The problem there is just infrastructure for work and for creative communities. Like that just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. In those so places, then you're just so like it's tough. Extra poor. Yeah, but like, even though it exists here, that doesn't mean that everybody prospers from it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this a little bit right now. It's like, why the fuck do I want to work in the art world? It's just as shitty as working for UPS or something. I might as well go do this, get the same amount of money doing that, and live in a ten thousand dollar house, and not have a roommate and be able to pay my student loans. Like, mm. what am I actually thinking? I could still paint and stuff. It's not as if I'm going to go to Pace Gallery or anybody that I know, I mean, even the more successful people. It's I mean, like you never know. You could be the Amy Schumer of painting. Mm-hmm. I showed you that the other day, right? Yeah. <sighs> Dear Vulture. Fire Do you want to explain that real quick for the audience? Everybody reads the cut. They should. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, how how often do I run into people? Did you read that thing in the cut? Yes, we all did. We know. I know. Um, it was basically saying that like Loie Hollowell, the painter of like the, you know, new sculpted surface, uh, George O'Keefe is, you know, is going to be the Amy Schumer of painting. I went first of all. That headline is. That's a cursed neoliberal oh, image if I've ever that's seen That's a sausage one. of a, that's a sausage of a fucking <laughs> yeah. headline if I ever goddamn can smell one shit. <laughs> and it's like they're trying to draw the straw of like, you know, it's this thing in culture where like women can talk about sex and body stuff and like she's doing paintings of her husband's dick and I'm like, "Whoa, first of all, too much." And then I saw you have to edit this out. I saw a picture of him. I was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> I was like, ooh. Edit that. Cut that. Oh, what, what's the What's the deal with it? Is it a Jeffrey Epstein egg? Is it a no? Not small a picture of it. I don't know. But like, Coke can chode. I don't know. Don't know. Has he got a hammer on him? What's going on? I don't with, know. But uh, it's just like forms of like you know like phallic ish and like vagina ish, where it's just like they're ovals. They're like almonds. I'm like, yeah, right. Are all almonds vaginas? Apparently, I mean, you know, I wouldn't know. Georgia Georgia O'Keeffe like resisted this idea her entire life, and yet still she's a feminist icon for vagina paintings. So sure, Th- that's because even like the like the steered like skulls were like pretty uh, vaggy. Well, yeah, I mean, w- you're like, sweetie, you, you, we know, we know, yeah, you're yeah. not doing it, but you know, looks a little holy. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know, that's what it looks like, and you're like, see. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a, it's yet another example of like basically just, you know, trite, lazy, more or less formalism passing as political commentary because that's all anybody can think of anymore. Yeah, I'm like it's just shapes. Yeah, it's colored shapes. Honestly, this one you're, you know, you're putting, you're tacking it. You're like tacking on the like conceptual conceit of like what's well, about sex, and it's like, is it? It just looks like mounded forms that because you have a big gallery now, they're just bigger. Yeah, yeah. Remember that time you were showing at 106 Green like a year and a half ago, and now you're just like, fuck it, I'm at pace. Right. And no shit's given because you get assistance and 
Well, and I don't know, yeah. I'm just deeply suspicious of any artist that would, like, let that be written about them. Like, even the writers of those articles don't have so much control over what the title or the headline is. Like, that's the editor's choice. But yeah. even still, like, if that's a point of pride for you or... I don't know, something you're not outright ashamed of having happened. Mm. I really question your judgment. It's 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 along the lines of like people that are too nice. It's like there's a type of artist that's really willing to just let their uh let their sort of vapid work just be inflated by whatever anybody else well, wants to talk about. I kinda about. wonder if someone like, you know, it's not a, a critic writer who's doing it. It's like a profile piece. So I'm wondering right, if it was it's just like fashionista. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, the intern was sent to go talk to you and it's like, how are you gonna talk to this dumbass? And you're like, Well, you know, like shapes, like, you know, like hey. It's like, yeah, it's like that. Sure, because you can't talk about formalism with a dumb dumb and just be like, there's a long history of this and there's like you know even in yeah that's things. fair like enough. there's that's fair enough. sensuality in it but like you're just like it's about dicks man and you're like no it's not eh, it just it might kind of be but it's not primarily that's also or... not the like verbiage that we would use to make it you know the polish we would use on that like, right. it's about feeling feelings of the sensuous right right nisness nisness and it's like what yeah i don't know it's a fair point though that you never know how those conversations go like i think um any any marginally famous person is always terrified by the prospect of something getting cherry picked from an interview. And I could imagine like that, the entire premise of that article being fully one sentence yeah. that she said that this intern decided to latch onto and like, make, that was the only thing that was, yeah, yeah. was of any interest at all. Like it was the only angle you could have on the story or yeah. whatever. It's like if, if they were covering like Hanalina and they're like, it's about balls. And she's like, well, they, they are balls. Yes. But yeah, it's about other things. You missed that part. You missed the other part. You just heard balls. Then the throwaway line of like, it's like a thermometer. My favorite line of any artist talk. They're like a thermometer. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It's not my only takeaway, but that is seared in my memory. Right. Listeners, you all know, know what they look like. Fuck, what am I explaining this to you? <laughs> you were all there too. Uh, you have to give me something, man. I'm. Yeah, I'm having so... a really hard time. Honestly, though. <sighs> I've liked this so far. It was really good. It was really organic. But my monologue, my you know, well, my, yeah, yeah, my outline sketch of giving my, me things to respond to. My I half like. Hour. I, I I have I have nothing to talk about, but Marxism, which I, Ooh, I don't want to annoy. Yeah. I don't want to annoy you and our listeners with. So, uh, and at this point, we're so we're past you, the hour, so there's no reason to get into it. So when are you gonna grow that beard and, uh, you know, start writing your screeds and? Mm. If only I could grow a beard. Yeah, that would be, that would be step one. Who had the? Ne- there was a famous writer who had a neck beard. Um, a couple of Elliot them. Roger, Rasputin. Rasputin did have kind of a neck beard. I don't know who Elliot Roger is. Uh, anyway, yeah, Rasputin. Right in. I don't know. Rasputin had kind of a neck beard. Yeah, I would say he had a full out. He he had like a a Jesus thing going on. He looked like if Jim had a couple more sandwiches. That's true. He did. Yeah. Which. That's not a bad. That's not a bad vibe though. I mean, you know, they say about Rasputin that nobody could accurately describe the color of his eyes. Mm. And if you look at photos of him, even though they're all black and white. They're black and white. You can tell this, though. I mean, his eyes look weird and are really penetrating. And people described his eyes as everything from being brown or blue to hazel to gray to multicolored. That's just hazel. Like in all of the descriptions of him, it's never consistent. So just to keep things consistent... The Kelly Clarkson song was written about him. Which song? Behind These Hazel Eyes. It's actually him 
standing before the uh, Romanovs, you know, here I am wow. once again, torn into pieces, literally in the river, Holy torn apart. Holy shit, are you serious? This no, is I'm a making, real thing. Uh, this is a bit. Oh, God. The song is real, but are, are you? That, but no, that's an amazing connection. You should have kept me on the line for that I one, was, I was uh, You were like, <gasps> it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Holy shit. No, no it's not. That's no. an awesome theory. I think it's that that's It's definitely true. not. It's definitely about him, yeah. Kelly Clarkson, scholar of uh, Russian, the fall of the Russian monarchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> wow. Romanov scholar and fan of Bolshevism. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Should go to the tape. We should go to the taping of her show and be like, "Hi." So we have some questions. Start so. asking your questions about Trotsky. <laughs> <laughs> so what? And what is your personal opinion on the Romanovs? You do hate them, correct? What are you talking about? Well, Kelly, we- Kelly, is Anastasia still alive? Where did you bury her? Comment, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, Kelly. It's- do you believe that the dictator of the chip of the proletariat is a just transition to communism? He's like. No comment. And you're like, oh! <laughs> oh, that would be a good post on r slash conspiracy. Kelly right. Clarkson is a, is a Soviet agent. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, right before we started the show, a friend texted me and said that Sean Spicer is on Dancing with the Stars this you season. You didn't know about this? No, I didn't know about this. There was a big kerfuffle because one of the Queer Eye people was like, he's a nice guy. Like, tweeted, nice guy. And people were like, why are you saying he's a nice guy? He's He was the mouthpiece for that. Well, it's, it's back to our previous conversation, right? What mm-hmm. difference does it make whether or not he was a nice, nice guy? guy? Yeah, He's a fucking piece of shit. Well, a- allegedly, those people, the, the queer eye folk, go through such like aggressive PR conditioning where it always has to be positive. They can never talk shit. Oh, I see. So he was just like, I, I was just doing what I was told. Oh jeez, yeah. When the gays, well, are, we're just, when the gays are going, know, I was the, just following orders. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, well, just walk over here. We're just gonna take a shower. <sighs> I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. I thought everybody was so nice. Now they're giving out the pink triangles. Oof, that's a dark state of affairs, man. Mm. Well, cool. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to end. <laughs> so, did, po- <laughs> a really great positive note. Yeah. Um. So we need guests. Uh, Desperately, I, please do not reach out to our audience and and solicit that from them. We will get guests on, but people like it when we do it ourselves. They do, yeah, I think so. Uh, the audience Who has are these insane fuckers? has grown, um, and you know we get a lot of new listeners and positive responses to the guest episodes. But people mostly just want to hear us do it for whatever reason. So um, sick fuck, and it's easier for us. Um, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I like the guests and stuff too. But you know we've we've been on an okay streak here. I don't yeah. feel bad about this one. Fine. Um, I didn't complain the entire time, and I'm not going to do it you now. You don't have the energy to do it. So. That's true. I, I don't. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything to plug other than tell your friends, and I don't know. Good episode, man. What do I, I don't plug. I don't oh, plug I mean, things. we did it We did it last time, but we're going to try and get my dad to do it next week. That's coming up. Is that next week? Uh, it, it might be tough to wrangle him. I was talking to him today. Obviously, I don't mention the podcast to him, but he, man, he's trying to stack my schedule up. Oh. For the 24 hours that he's in town. So what? we'll do our best, and I would like to do that. Um, the other thing that I was thinking that worries me a little bit is, like, he'll be fun, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do an hour. So maybe oh. we'll do a thing where we a do, like, blurb. 30 minutes with Ron, and mm. then we just do an episode separately. 
Yeah, I got nothing to plug. Uh, go see, go see some shows downtown. Walk around. It's actually very nice. Uh, oh, you know what? Go see Paul Kopkow's show at three, two, one. Oh, you go do. That. We didn't really talk about it. it I didn't it, see it even. Oh, that's Oopsies. true. You weren't at the opening, Whoa. but um, it's a good show. Yeah, you uh, got you should out of bolts and go shit. check it out. Paul's a very sweet guy. So yeah, they're okay, v- they're very funny. Uh, Green and Lewis. That's it. Oh, are we doing merch? You want y'all? No one has responded except yeah. One so person. the answer is no. <sighs> Natalie, I'll make you a tote bag. Yeah, if you want to hand make people merch at, on your own time, you're not doing it on my time. I'm the I'm the factory owner here. Wow! Oh, someone. <laughs> Speaking of uh, labor and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, disenfranchisement. Anyway, I guess I'm just the. I am Dumbo. I'm the flying elephant. And I murdered your mother. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. On that note. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.